You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we have a a, a variety of different things. We're going to look at what to expect from the spring game. Now, if you wanted to hear some of our old stuff, we've been talking about the spring game all week, but I'm going to tell you what's some fair expectations of what to expect from this game. We're also going to talk to uh, Locked On Florida Panthers about Spencer Knight, who won his first game last night with the Florida Panthers. And we're going to also look at the news. So let's jump in with the news. And, you know, I've, I've said this all along. I like to talk about some other teams. Let's talk about women's tennis, who unfortunately had their season end today, uh, yesterday, excuse me, against Louisville in the ACC tournament. They got beat pretty handily. Uh, so their season is over, but a hat tip to the women's tennis team for a good season in general. And speaking of Spencer Knight, you know, we're going to talk about it with Locked On Panthers later, but the the Panthers won their first game with Knight in net last night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I believe Cam Atkinson's on that team, another former Boston College player. They won that game 5-1, to one, and it was the, the typical Spencer Knight type of game. You know, he saved 33 of 34 shots. You know, he was just electric and, and kept uh, the, the Panthers in that game throughout and just did what he always does, which is win. You know, he doesn't get flustered. He talked about it after the game. He said, I wasn't as nervous as I thought I would be, Knight explained. The guys did a good job of keeping it light and telling me just to go out and play hockey. At the end of the day, it's just hockey. It was awesome. So Spencer Knight is the first NHL goalie to play in a game uh, that was born in the 2000s, which makes me feel really old. Uh, but he gets a win. That's his first win. Now, he probably won't get a lot of starts this year, as Sergei Barboski is the starting goalie for the Panthers. But, you know, when they're playing back-to-back nights like they did last night, you could see uh, Knight get a few more uh, plays in there. So it's great to see um, a young former Boston College player get you know, a, a great win on under their belts so early in the season, uh, especially just after leaving the team. Back to recruiting news. If you have been following uh, the Joseph Griffin saga, Griffin, excuse me, saga of uh, recruiting, he was the guy last night that had the hashtag BC committed um, tweet after Notre Dame offered him. Well, he got his fourth star by 247 Sports last night. And that, again, you know, Boston College, Continues. They have the 11th ranked national um, recruiting class in the class of 2022, the number one in the ACC. Again, don't expect either of those to stick as they're at, but it just shows you where Jeff Halfley has taken this program already. When you get guys like um, when you get guys like Joseph Griffin, especially as a local guy, and and you you know you remember what Steve Adazio used to do. If you got a guy, you know, a kid that was local that got an offer from Notre Dame, just kiss him goodbye. You know, that was it. But I don't think Halfley's afraid to go toe-to-toe uh, with with players like this, uh, with with programs anymore. And I think it's going to stick. And I think Joseph Griffin will be here. So another four-star. I know a lot of people get really excited about that. 
And finally, BC Baseball, they played their midweek game against URI, a team they beat earlier this season. Well, they lost. They uh, just actually finished losing right now when I was talking um, earlier in this episode. They lost uh, 6-4. And I don't know, you know, I don't want to rip on Gambino and this team. It's, they're just so disappointing at this point. And there's no excuse. I mean, you have so much talent. You have When you have three all-American players on your team, there's no excuse for being 15 and 19. I, I don't care what's going on. You have Mason Pelio with an ERA of nine. You, you're, you're, your pitching staff is a complete mess. And it's just continuing. I mean, URI is not a good team. This is not like you're playing Florida State. And they're 15 and 19. You can kiss any any chance of going to a postseason tournament goodbye. Um, it's just over. And they got about I think three more series, three more weekend series left. I mean, they're playing for pride. They'd love to see him just get to 500. But um, you know, I think people are going to start wondering about Gambino and his future with the program and what Kraft thinks. You know, you have this brand new facility with you know the Harrington Village. You have the Frady's Complex, and then you bring out a product that is not very good. It kind of lines up with what you saw with football and basketball. Does he make the move? Now, there's some. I think there's other factors in play here that could make it a little bit more challenging. One being he really hasn't had a chance to recruit with his new facility, which is a big deal. I mean, if you've seen what Harrington is based off of what Shea used to be, it's a big deal. That I think that's fair to Gambino to talk about that. Maybe he needs to shake up his staff. Maybe that's the bigger thing. But I think the other piece too is, you know, the Gambinos. The Mike Gambino has a very strong relationship with the Frady's family. Would they fire him? I don't because of that piece too. On top of it, you know, just with losing Pete just a few years ago, I'm not sure if that's a piece too. I, I, I you know, it's it's an icky situation all around. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I think probably the best option at this point is to shake up the staff. You know, when you have, I think there's more to this team than what we're seeing, and I think if maybe with a few, inf- some infusion of, of some more recruiting classes, and maybe Gambino can be successful. But we'll have to see how Pat Kraft thinks about that. So in a moment, we're gonna look at what to expect from this spring game. You know, we talked about in past episodes some other pieces. We're gonna look at what to expect. But let's chat about rockauto.com. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why spend 30, 50, 100% more at another store than you would if you went to rockauto.com? rockauto.com is a family business that have been serving customers for over 20 years. All you need to do is head on over to their website and you can find anything, almost everything for your car. All you need to do is put in your make and model, you can find all the parts that they have. Whether it's control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, you name it, they've got it. Best of all, their prices are low for everyone. All you need to do is head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. And if you check out Locked On Boston College next week, I'm going to have Mitch Wolf on, and we're going to do little segments here and there on scouting uh, draft reports on Max Richardson, Isaiah McDuffie, Hunter Long, and maybe a little bit on Max Roberts as well. So you're going to want to check that out. We're going to have coverage all next week on the draft here on Locked On Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. As I said yesterday, 
and I'm not ready to reveal it yet, you're going to have to check out tomorrow's show where I'm going to reveal a, a new, exciting new feature that's going to be coming up on bcbulletin.com. That's the website that I run, and I hope you've been checking out all our work over there. Um, and I hope as a, as a loyal listener that you're going to like what we're going to be doing on the site. So let's talk about the spring game. You know, I've talked a lot about worries, concerns, strengths, weaknesses, players I'm looking forward to. I want to give you my thoughts on what are some realistic expectations heading into the spring game. Like expectations about like what you're going to see because, you know, if you're going in there going, you know, I really need to go into the spring game to see if they're able to stop a mobile quarterback. You're going to be disappointed. Or if you want to say, you know, I'm looking to see if the offensive line is playing better than last year. Not going to see that either. So here's here's some fairness, fair things that you should be looking for, right? In terms of the offensive line, I said it yesterday. If you're looking to see if the top five, if you know Vrabel, Johnson, uh, Mahogany, Lindstrom, and, and um, Petrula, if you're looking to see how they react as a group, you're not going to be happy because they're not going to play together. I imagine that Halfley's going to split them up. They're going to have some on the first team and one on the other team just because this, this is all about fun. So those guys will be playing different. So, But the fun part will be... You want to see what Mike uh, Tyler Vrabel looks like lined up against, you know, with Ozzie Trapillo or Drew Kendall? You're going to be able to see that during uh, the Saturday game. How about for those of you that want to see, like, what Finn Durstein looks like? Because, you know, I, many times last year, you were all asking me, like, what's going on with Finn Durstein? You're going to get to see and watch him play and get a chance to see what he looks like against, you know, live competition. I think that's fair. Looking to see how the group reacts as a, gr- as a whole you're not going to see that. And then in terms of, you know, style, uh, like if you're looking to see how they react against a rushing quarterback, of course you don't have really a rushing quarterback on this roster, Jakovic being probably the only one, and he's probably going to match this defense up if that's what he's going to be doing. But instead of like looking to see how the defense looks and like using that as a barometer, look for things like tackling. You know, that was an issue at times last year. How's the tackling looking? And they and obviously they can't tackle fully, but are they able to wrap guys up? Are they able to you know close on the ball carrier? Are they able to uh, you know not get juked out of their shoes? Things like that. Of course, I want to look at some of the younger players, guys like Emmett Moorhead at quarterback, and and Bryce Steele and C.J. Burton, uh, you know, at, uh, in the defensive backfield. I want to see what they're able to do, what they're able to bring. Uh, out on the field, you know, do they have a spark that that will be evident when we get to the fall? I'm not asking asking them to be perfect. I just want to kind of see what they're able to do. I think that's something to look for. Look at all these freshmen because remember, Boston College has 13 true freshmen on campus already. This is an unprecedented amount of players that Boston College is able to bring in that they're going to be able to show off in the spring game. So that would also be something I'm going to want to look for on Saturday. And, and, you know, I, I mentioned before that Phil Dracovic's play is not something I'm really looking towards, but there is something I want to see. You know, what? there were two things I thought about his game last year and the way he played that I'd love to see him kind of take that next step on. One of them is um, how long he holds on to the ball. You know, last, at the end of the last year, he was beaten up pretty badly, and he ended up missing games, obviously, when Dennis Grossell took over because he got hit so often. I'd love to see how Dracovic is able to kind of scan the field, how he's able to, to look around, see the guys that are open and make those throws. Because 
if you remember correctly, there were times last year where he'd look out and miss like Hunter Long wide open, and people would talk about that. Like, hey, Hunter Long was open on that play, and he didn't see him. If if Djokovic's vision, and this is something we can see, if his vision starts to take that next step, if he can start to look and find those second and third receivers, he's going to be an even more lethal quarterback. And I think that's something we can see in the spring game. So I'm, I'm excited to see that as well. I think, though, you have to remember this is an exhibition game. And as Jeff Halfley said in his press conference last week, there's not even going to be tackling in this game. Like, they're not going to tackle to the ground. Like, I think a lot of times guys are going to wrap each other up, and that's going to be it. And don't complain about it. <laughs> like, the last thing you want to see is, you know, you've heard the reports of different teams that lost players due to stupid injuries because of an exhibition game. You don't want a guy laying out a wide receiver. You know, you don't want, like, Taji Johnson missing the season because he got blasted by C.J. Burton for for an exhibition game. So as much as you want to, like, you know, pound your chest and think that that's a good thing for it's football and we want to see that, be realistic. This is a spring game. This is... You know, let them have. This is about having fun. It's not about showing off skill sets. It's not showing off this and that. Hopefully, we see pieces of that, but we're not expecting this to be a full on um, game. So just don't expect like big hits because it's not happening. Now, I gotta be real with you in a second. We're gonna go on to our third segment, and I have to throw an audible. Now, at the beginning of the show, I was gonna say that we we're gonna do a crossover piece with Locked On Panthers. Well, I just recorded that in between session one and two. And, uh, well, it's tomorrow's show because I talked for about 25 minutes about Spencer Knight. So most of tomorrow's show is going to be about Spencer Knight. We're not going to do that on today's show. So in the final episode, uh, segment, we're going to talk about tailgating because we're, in, you know, 14 months into this pandemic. People aren't allowed to tailgate. You know, this spring game does not have fans because of God knows what reasons. But I'm, I'm Jones going to talk about tailgating because it's one of the fa- my favorite parts about being a Boston College fan back in the day. And I want to talk about my favorite tailgating foods. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. So I hope, you know, it's, people have talked to me about how they love the beer top topic I had and the, some of these other things. We're going we're gonna to go off on a, on a different path for segment three. But before we do, let's chat about betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college ho- college baseball, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers award shows, wrestling, TV shows, reality TV. You name it, they've got it. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you need to do is head on over to the website. Use promo code locked on, and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means you put $100 down, they're going to give you $50. That's a win right there. Head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanafora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts, including yours truly, for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all your sports podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This is Locked On Boston College. As I said in the last segment, 
on Friday's show, we're going to talk a lot about Spencer Knight and the Florida Panthers. We have a crossover episode with Locked On Panthers, and we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm going to give you a little bit of the news, and then we'll jump right into our conversation with Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers. So you're going to want to check that out. Now, our final segment... These are one of our fun ones. We're off-season on every team except baseball and lacrosse. Lacrosse, we'll get more into when they're playing again. Baseball, it's hard to talk about when they're playing so poorly. So let's chat about some fun stuff. Now, you know, I am a BC journalist. I have to take my fan hat off a lot of times. And as you've listened to this podcast, you know, sometimes I struggle with that. But before that, I was a BC season ticket holder. I'm a BC uh, graduate. I got married at BC. You name it, Boston College. I have. I'm looking at a you know picture of my son on a BC plaque right now with his first game on it. So, you know, BC runs deep with me, and I'm a New England guy. You know, I don't know if you can tell. I I've worked my 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 accent down from Boston, but um, sometimes it comes out more than others. But I have done tailgating for years. It's one of the things I miss most about college football right now. Even before the pandemic, I, as, as someone who covered the team and, and as a young, you know, a young parent that has a young kid, I haven't been able to tailgate. I miss going to tailgates, waking up at six o'clock in the morning, cooking, packing my car full of food and, and drinks and, and entertainment and meeting up with families and, friend, and friends to watch a game and talk about it on a fall afternoon. I mean, nothing really beats that. I miss that. Um, but when I was tailgating, you know, the last couple of years, I was the cook. And here are some of my favorite foods. And I want to, you know, I don't have the repertoire of some of the Southern tailgaters. My gosh, if you go down to, you know, Old Miss or, or Auburn or some of these other Southern schools, they have, you know, the cookouts and, and grills and all this stuff that are going on that do all these fancy things. I was much more simple, but I had some foods that were my staples. And here are some of my favorites that I missed. Uh, you know, Boston College for years had been a noon start or a one o'clock start. So when you did those pregame uh, tailgates, the big one for me were were egg sandwiches, and and I miss having a beer and uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on an English muffin at a game. I had this little portable grill. I grill it up. I could do like ten egg sandwiches at once uh, for my guests, and I miss that. It was one of my favorites. I used to love doing that. So that was one big thing. Now, you look, you know, you started off the season, it was hot, you didn't want to do the hot foods. You do a lot of like, you know, grilling, you do hot dogs, hamburgers, things like that. Those were always the go-to at my, my tailgates. But when you got to November, and I used to tailgate in the Beacon Street lot, and that place was like an icebox when you had those last two games of the year. And I loved, I had this like, my, my in-laws actually had this portable pot that you could put whatever hot food you in, you cooked, and it would keep it warm. We'd have things like beef stew. I'm a Boston guy. Clam chowder was a big one. And now, story of my life, we, we tailgated for the USC game in 2014, dropped clam chowder all over the floor of my mother-in-law's car. It was on the seat between one of our legs and when we got out it just spilled everywhere so you had that milky new england clam chowder everywhere it was disgusting but i mean when it's 20 degrees out and you're at a boston college game later in november usually a good one that was not but that was one of our favorites um we used to cook um meatball subs things like that those were always my favorite 
Now, if you followed me on BC Interruption, you're going to know what my favorite tailgating food is. And I haven't made it in years, but it was it was like every Friday night before a game, this was my go-to. Buffalo chicken dip. I, it doesn't matter if it was August, if it was November. Buffalo chicken dip was my favorite tailgating food because it's just like, you could just, you know, you could take a scoop of it, you grab some chips, you can go talk to your friends, you could go, you know, hang out with some people and eat and drink, and it was great. Uh, so my buffalo chicken dip was like three different types of cheeses, buffalo sauce, chicken, and baked in an oven. And I, during, this, during the fall, I'll put up my recipe again, but my mother made it at first. I took her recipe. My favorite tailgating food is buffalo chicken dip. I mean, and we had so many other things like bagels. I love bagels. I'm just, I'm just reminiscing because I loved tailgating and I, I cannot wait. You know, I, I, everyone is so bummed because there's no spring game to go to for BC. I mean, there's going to be one, but you can't go to it, but just think come the fall. Hopefully people will be able to go back to alumni stadium. You'll be able to see your friends at tailgate. You'll be able to share these stories, share these foods that you used to have. And I think that's something that we all can look forward to because Hopefully these COVID numbers continue to plummet. The vaccinations go up. People are doing safer things. We can get back to that because, you know, even as a writer, I miss this so much and I'm sure you do too. So thank you. Just, you know, I didn't plan on doing this segment going into today, but when things changed, I had to kind of throw it on the, uh, change it on the fly. So I hope you enjoyed it. This is AJ Black. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. My website is bcbulletin.com. You can find our show Twitter at LockedOnBC. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure if you like us that you share it with friends and that you give us a five-star review and rate us on Apple. If you do that, that would be the biggest thing right now. Thank you all, and we'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care.